Now, Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, brought to you by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Connect with Sharon now at 781-837-4900 and online at bostonconnect.com. Now, here's Sharon McNamara. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Stephen Cook of Imperial Inspection Services. Good morning, and, Sharon. Uh, no, how are you this morning? Doing well. I know. I'm so excited that we have you here today. I mean, this topic has been like hot stuff, huh? Oh, yes. I yes. know. Yeah, it's supposed to be warming up uh, on Sunday. Oh, boy. And getting a little bit of rain with it, so just going to add, add like a little insult. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So that voice, as I said, is Stephen Cook from Imperial Inspection Services, and usually we have Steve on here, you know, we're talking about, you know, home inspections, radar inspections, lead paint, all of that stuff. The whole gambit. Everything. I mean, you guys are so awesome. I talk about it every time you're on with me. I was just actually trying to upload a video there to YouTube, but I'll get that on there. A couple things, just some house cleaning things. I was just talking to you about it. We have a new um, podcast now. Yes. Yeah, we're legit. Yep. Exciting. Yeah, yes. isn't it? Yeah, I know. Legit. So um, what I do every week is, because um, actually a couple people have called me and said, you know, I wasn't able to hear that show. And I have them on my website, you know, that people can easily go there. But I was like, why not have something on iTunes? Right. And the podcast, the ones that I checked out that you had online were nicely organized. Just hit it and you get a picture. You know what company, who did the show. And uh, it was awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. So today's show, Ryan is uh, manning the phones, by the way. So if you have a call today, 781-837-4900, Ryan will send me the show and I'm going to upload the show and it will be on our podcast. You can find it again on iTunes uh, simply by going to Talk Real Estate Radio and you'll see it on there. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, just click the button and enjoy. To, yeah, I have to thank Kevin Tachi for that, by the way. De- Kevin Tachi from uh, Monday Night Live is the one who taught me that. So thank you, Kevin. I owe you something. I- I'll have to I'll owe him dinner or something. He did it on Valentine's Day. He taught me. So um, we are going to talk about ice dams and anything else that you think is really relevant and important to what's going on with this weather, um, especially, you know, roofs collapsing and all that other Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. You know, well, usually it's preventative is like to talk, you know, before the winter season. Is it? But that's kind is of- it really? The, all these ice dams are pre- could be prevented? A good majority of them could be, hmm. you know, as long as you take some uh, proactive uh, measures, you know, beforehand, you know, for insulation, ventilation, what we'll get, which we'll get into in the hour. Yeah. Uh, and those are things, some things that can limit or, you know, reduce or eliminate altogether, mm-hmm. um, you know, the probability of ice dams inside of a home. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So where should we start first today? Should we start with, okay, we have the problem. How do we get rid of it? Do you think we should start there? Sure, we can do that. You know, what actually causes the ice dams? If you can think of the uh, snow sitting on, the, on your roof, and it doesn't really have to be that deep, and you have the heat from the attic area going up you know, to the roof, what it's doing is melting the snow. Okay. And as the water's coming down, it's hitting like the edge of the roof or the gutter line, and then it's freezing and slowly building up, 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 and it makes a nice ice cap or a snow cap on mm-hmm. there. And below that, you know, when it gets an inch to two inches thick, that becomes a pool of water in there, even though from the outside it looks solid. Oh, it's not solid underneath. Exactly. So you think if it's a little reservoir, and if you figure being level, it just gets drawn back into the home or to the heated areas. Because, you know, that's that's. I'm so glad that you explained that to me, because one of the things I had heard of people saying, I I have, you know, um, dripping and water coming through my ceilings and all that. And I'm like, it's two degrees out. Like, how is this stuff melting? Right. And what it is, you have that nice ice cap out there, which is giving a nice insulation barrier. And then the heat from the house is escaping and melting the ice. And you really only need anything above 32 degrees. 
degrees plus mm -hmm. to melt that ice and it just kind of you know follows gravity and comes right back into the home oh and gosh. sometimes by the time you see it inside your home that's been something that's kind of festering for about two weeks plus really? to show up inside your home okay so last week I don't know if you listened to last I don't think you did because I actually had a call out I'm like Steve if you're listening please call but um, we had uh, Sullivan Garrity Donnelly on so we're talking about insurance claims and things with these ice dams and of course call right away and she already had people calling and they have pictures falling off the walls and everything and then she's like geez how did the pictures fall off the wall so fast right and what it is the sheetrock's just getting so wet and it becomes like a sponge and the nail that's holding the uh, picture up there just kind of falls out it's just mm. gypsum board with cardboard and that's all sheetrock is oh my goodness well i um at the break i have a awesome video that i took this morning on my way to the studio and i, I wasn't able to upload it but i'm going to upload it and it shows the ice dams at my office i mean my office is a mess well lot the week before last we had water coming in but it was like sort of coming, it was like, looks like it was coming from the ground, mm -hmm. but I think it was, it was it dripping probably right through the walls? Yeah, it could have come right down through the walls and hit the base of the floor where you're at and just kind of, you know, weep its way in. Oh my goodness. And just like coming into the studio this morning, I noticed on the right side of the front entry here, you have those large icicles and you have some water damage on the ceiling there. So oh, really? That's the beginning of an ice dam here or a one that's in uh, progress. I remember when I was little, I used to be jealous when I would see houses that had icicles on it and I'd be like, I wish my house had icicles. Right on it. Look, I was yep. wrong there, wasn't exactly. I? Exactly. <laughs> you know, the little ones, you know, not too bad, but as soon as you get like uh, 12 inches or longer on yeah. the ice uh, coming off the house, there's mm -hmm. a potential there for ice dams coming in, and it doesn't matter if it's a fully pitched roof or a steep roof or a uh, flat roof. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's going to make its way in. Because we have some at our house. I mean, Mark has been pretty, really good and diligent about trying to get them down as they've been sort of happening. So is that telling us that too much heat from our f house is getting into the attic? Exactly. And then it's melting the snow on the backside of the roof. And by the time mm -hmm. it's hitting the outer edge of the roof, especially if you have a good overhang on there, that's a lot colder in the area close to the attic and uh, then it just freezes once it hits that area. Now there's some actually some, there was actually a good image that I used for today's show. I've been promoting today's show. Um, so I'll make sure that I get that image up again for everybody else on, you know, the website and the podcast and all that other stuff because it does show that, like the heat coming up. Exactly. Yep. So what have you been doing? I, I know this is the topic that we're sort of going towards, but have you been doing any home inspections anyway, buying houses? Because it's been pretty slow. Uh, we have been, but you know, you have the kind of restriction of anything that's snow covered. It's like a lottery ticket, you know, to you scratch it or remove the snow. You know, I don't know if you're a winner or a loser. So sometimes you're taking a bit of a chance, you know, mm -hmm. when you're buying a house in this condition. But, you know, some people just can't put that off till yeah. you know, more favorable you know, yeah. conditions. And I know the attorneys are trying to do, you know, they're coming up with types of language and everything to sort of make sure that everything, you know, yeah, comes to Got to be a little creative. It's like, you know, sometimes in the middle of the winter, uh, you can't check the air conditioning systems. Mm -hmm. And same thing in the summer. When it gets 80, 85, you know, which everybody's hoping for now, yeah. I <laughs> no, really please. can't, you know, adequately check, uh, you know, a heating system mm -hmm. inside the home. You're just kind of mm -hmm. restrictive. Well, people could always buy new construction. Well, there's my plug for that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm doing an open house tomorrow in new construction. So and what's could, the address on that? Yeah, no. you can come down. I want to actually come visit me. I'll be over at Equestrian. I like my coffee black with a couple Splenda, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, because a lot of people haven't been out. So what are some of the other things that we want to talk about with ice dams? I mean, what other things with the snow, by the way, are you seeing with problems? Uh, more of, you know, everything's up against the home. And what I have seen in a lot and maybe, you know, applicable to your building, too, is when you have the two, you know, three feet up against the side of the house, 
you know, the water and the, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to melt and it's going to wick into the home. And the problem that you have, especially if you have a newer home, you have insulation in there. Once the water uh-huh. gets in there, the insulation becomes damp or wet. And, you know, that's an area where it can promote the growth of uh, mold and mildew. I know, you know, that's one of the things that I'm really concerned about. I mean, there was actually, when I was doing, just, you know, trying to prepare for the show and just doing a couple other things, actually, I had um, another radio station locally had interviewed me yesterday, um, and, you know, I wanted to do some research, and that was one of the things I'm really, I'm nervous. Like, I feel a nervousness in me about what this weekend is going to bring for people who are you know, trying to get the snow off their roof and when this, wa- the, the mold, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm worried about mold. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'd say that'd be secondary compared to, you know, keeping those areas clean and getting the weight because, you know, they kind of use an analogy of about uh, one inch of uh, water or rain is equal to about a foot of snow. Oh my gosh. And what happens is the snow tends to absorb it when it's on the roof and you get even more weight mm-hmm. up there. It's just not going to wash it off because you still have the underlying Yeah. I mean, if coming from a standpoint of doing home inspections though, I mean, could this potentially be a really good time for you to be doing it? I mean, what better time to see if there's water and damage, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So um, again, this is a talk real estate show and we're hoping that you're going to call us with some of your questions. 781-837-4900. As I said, I have uh, Stephen Cook here with me from Imperial Inspection Services. We're talking about all the snow and how it's wreaking havoc on everything that's going on. Um, so what other things do you want to talk about? Because I, I know I always ask just a bunch of questions. Do you have some stuff specifically you want to talk about? Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you do, you know, some of the preventative for ice dams, and this is something talking uh, next season, mm-hmm. is and one of the fallacies a lot of people think if they don't put gutters on the house, they're not going, you know, they're not going to generate ice dams. It really doesn't matter either way whether you have gutters or you know just an you know sufficient overhang on the home but the key with the gutters is just keeping them clear the best you can you know it leaves in the fall mm-hmm. you know till you get to that season okay. and a snow rake you know during the summertime is probably the best time to buy it you know <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. now they're uh, Back you know a very exactly they're Plus. a good commodity out there and the other is a few bags of uh, calcium chloride Okay, that's what I want to talk to you about, because I know Mary Baker, you know Mary yes. Baker, so she is my client specialist in uh, broker coordinator. She's going to be calling in. She's working sure. out right now, but she's going to be calling in because they have ice dams. At, at her. She lives in Medford, as right. you know, and they have some big ice dams. She's like, I got the number. I'm calling Steve today. Yes. <laughs> so just so you know, um, you don't think that we use you, do you? Because I always ask you all my own personal questions. Nope, not, at, not at all. I get a lot of phone calls during the day. <laughs> yeah, I know. And some uh, emails every yeah, once in a while. I know. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll send you a little something like what the heck is this but um you know with the snow dam like I heard of people trying to just throw ice melt up there I mean what is the proper way that's what's most important the proper way to remove these ice dams because I feel like people are going to make more damage to their roof right I was doing one in uh uh, uh, I didn't want to say what was North Attleboro so it's far enough away (laughs) but uh we were doing the inspection and the homeowner said there was going to be a roofing company coming by during the inspection because this house there was icicles coming out of the siding of the house and just water dripping this is the second time this roofing company's come by and um about 10 people up on the roof with sludge hammers and just beating the place up they destroyed the gutters one guy put a sludge hammer through the roof during the inspection so (gasps) yeah you gotta watch what's (laughs) 
Yeah, well, what's going? It was just it was just like a three ring circus. What were you doing? Molary I mean, really... and curly. <laughs> I'm changing my report. Everything was okay before they got there. I mean, oh, now that needs repair, and uh, oh my they were just destroying the, the place. The things that you see, right? We should really do a sitcom. I think oh. if we ever had HGTV following us around for a day, I mean, it would be quite the show. By the way, um, again, the phone number is seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. If you have a um, question for us, um, the thing is with the sledgehammer. I saw Mark up there, and he had the hammer, and he was right. like. You know, chipping away at it and everything. But what do you think is the best way for people to do it? Yeah, the best way is to take, you know, the loose snow off that you can get with the snow rake. Yeah. You know, whatever you're comfortable at. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you just make a couple troughs, uh, if you think of the gutter line on the house, okay. and about every uh, two, three feet, make like a little channel in the ice. Maybe this about way? S- yep. Okay. Up and down, perpen- you know, right okay. up and down, and uh, probably about six inches wide. And if you take like a nylon stock, you know, something like that, uh, fill it with the calcium chloride. Okay. And you put it up on the roof. And a lot of times you can throw it up there, or if you're close to the ground, you can place it. And you want to have the end of that sock or the nylon overhanging the gutter. Okay. So what that's going to do is melt the snow right uh. down to the uh, bare roof and the gutter line, and it's going to allow a channel as everything starts to melt to flow out from there. So will that act like a wick almost? Oh, the not like a wick, but it's going to melt the snow below it in the ice and create a little channel where all the water uh-huh. every you know 24 inches to three feet will be able to be relieved. What hmm. a lot I see a lot out there is people just taking nylon socks, throwing them with you know salt or whatever, and just throwing up on the roof. And sometimes they're going left to right, and now it's just compounding things. It's oh, just no. melting the snow in that area, creating water, and then at night it's freezing and all of a sudden you see these nice bridges almost like little glaciers on the people's roofs up there now when things start to melt the water and everything's going to back up even more behind that okay so um i'm so terrible at drawing so we have the gutter then we're going to do these little troughs going you know that way and then you're going to fill that sock with what is it again Uh, calcium chloride is that just any type of it's like it's an ice like an ice melt but it's uh, usually friendly to aluminum uh components uh roofing in plants below what a lot of people use is rock salt and that just destroys the aluminum gutters and then in the spring you'll see where all that uh, salt melted down it's going to kill your plantings and stuff below and sometimes it'll actually uh, streak you know the siding on the house if you have vinyl siding it will cause it to discolor it uh, how hard is it to find that other stuff that you're talking about? It is about? very hard right now. Yeah, because yeah, I saw a... somebody asking for it. Like at the, when, when this first started, I saw somebody online asking for it. It was like during one of the blizzards. Right. and It was on Facebook, and I was like, are they trying to commit suicide yeah. and ask all of us? Like I thought that they wanted to kill themselves. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know the, what it uh, was? Hardware store right up in Pembroke Center about two weeks ago had some up they there. They did? They did, yes. Oh, you just yeah. told the secret. I'm going to have to run I up know. there and try to get some. So, okay, so that's one really good way to get rid of it. I know I see people that have, you know, the roof rakes, right? Right. But I was talking actually to Andrew Monticone yesterday. He's our in-house loan officer, and he comes on to the radio show with me as well. And he was telling me that he was able to find a roof rake online, but he has, like, all these extensions. So I'm picturing him, you know, with this big colonial... I mean, there's no way that you can get enough momentum with, you know, 400 feet of thing on there, right? Oh, no, no, especially if you have a colonial. You're you're up there, you know, 20 feet, and you're just not going to hold the rake up there to make it uh, Yeah, and then do you see people pushing it the wrong way, like trying to, like— and some Scrape of the it. good roof rakes, they have little wheels on the sides, so we'll kind of oh, go see. right along rather than doing any damage up there also. Well, we have a caller, so do you want to take this caller? Hey, good morning, Brian. 
good morning. I just tuned in, uh, uh, Sharon. Your guest is the home inspector? Yes, yes, it is. Yep, it's Stephen Cook from Imperial Inspection Services. Hey, let me ask you a question. Sure. When somebody builds a home, a new home, whether it's a, a condo, an apartment, or a single family, are there any laws or regulations or, or building codes regarding insulation? Let me tell you why I'm inquiring. A friend of mine uh, lives up in a well-known apartment community. It's a national company. They're up in Cohasset. They're yes. up in Ingham. They're down in Pine Hills. But years with a big apartment community. I think it's a national outfit. And they're having water pipes breaking left and right. Sure. sure it and sounds like something's not insulated. I'm talking to says that... The, 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 they're not insulated. The, the, the minimal of insulation is in these places. Exactly. You have the state code, and you just hit the nail on the head. You usually have the minimum regulations that you have to follow for uh, ventilation and insulation. And, you know, things by the ocean rather than the house, you know, set back uh, in the middle of, say, Holbrook or Randolph, you're going to treat that a little differently, you know, because of the uh, climate conditions. So yeah, that's yeah. where the local building inspectors come involved and plumbing inspectors, and sometimes they'll make recommendations. You, you may want to do this or locate this here or there to uh, help stave off any uh, concerns. Is there a law that says that there must be X amount of thickness insulation at certain areas of a, of a home or a, or, or a, a complex? I mean, is that, does it say it has to be so many um, inches of uh, feet thick? Um, what I'm hearing about this particular problem is that definitely the very minimum that they put in here, but I don't know if there's a mandated amount, but I know pipes are popping left and right. Right, there's and, a mandated uh, minimum amount. Isn't it like R like something? Like yeah, what is usually the R factors R11, R19, yeah. and plus on there. Okay. So what do they have in frozen pipes in certain areas? I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, entrance ways and the, and the pipes are breaking and... Uh, and uh, they have to have them all replastered and everything. And uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, because there is kind of a new product out there. It's called Ice Lock. And it's like this uh, vinyl or spongy type uh, material which can be placed into the plumbing, you know, before it's uh, sealed and, you know, ready to have water go inside there. And that will expand and contract. It's about a quarter inch in diameter. And uh, that will, in some of the troubled areas, by installing the stuff called ice lock, uh, will help prevent, uh, you know, freezing of pipes. It seems like, uh, to say, I, I don't know whether insulation is expensive or not. I have no idea. But uh, it, it seems like that, uh, if they are skimping on the price of the, in, of the insulation, it's going to come back to bite them with all of the repairs mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, sheet rocking and everything that has to be done after all of these pipes break. Well, you know, the thing is in condo developments, too, I mean, your friends should certainly be looking at the condo docks because a lot of times the association is covering from the walls out, mm -hmm. so the homeowner is responsible for the walls in, right? So if there's damage inside of the property, that would be a claim probably, I'm assuming, on their personal insurance, not yeah. on the association. Yeah. But I, I say the, 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 uh, that's good to know, Sharon, but the thing today that concerns me is that there is a mandate mandated thickness on insulation. Mm -hmm. Yep, hope you're hitting, you know, 100%. Yep. There is yeah. a uh, minimum. 
And they should find out if that's what exactly was put in. You know, I mean, I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing who the builder is here, by the way, and I won't say it on, my, on the air here, but I'm guessing that a reputable company would not take the chance of skimping on something like that. They probably did do the minimum, like Steve said. because right, that would have to pass, uh, you know, the local uh, building inspector uh, before everything's sealed up, so you would have had, you know, the eyes on on these areas to do the final before they put the sheetrock up or these cover things over. These communities uh, that I'm talking about specifically, Ham and Cohasset, right. um, you know, usually they keep an eye on this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. they keep an, we, we know some other communities, they aren't as fussy. Yeah, no, they're just as fussy because they're going to meet the minimum, but sometimes you'll have an odd area where the wind's blowing, you know, from the northeast, and mm-hmm. it's just an area that's going to need extra insulation, or maybe in the worst-case scenario, uh, you know, like some sort of heat tape on the pipes during the uh, extreme is, is uh, conditions. Is insulation expensive? It is not, no. no. It's relatively oh. cheap, inexpensive. I, I, I would think that they'd pack the well, sometimes if you over-insulate, you're going to create more problems, too. So there's a yeah. kind of a balancing point, and each building is a little bit different uh, as for the amount of insulation you're going to put in there and then put the you know appropriate amount of uh, ventilation. And that was one of the things I was going to say, too, is as they are designing these, you know, homes and everything, the engineers are certainly trying to consider it. But I think it's one of those things where you probably don't even know, like you're saying, I mean, if you're on the water and you're facing northeast, it's going to be a lot different than somebody who's facing southwest, right? And sometimes, especially if it's new construction or new work that's been in, uh, you know, the home, you try to follow the minimum requirements. But, you know, without the test of time, you don't know the exact conditions and the placement of that home and what's going to happen. Yeah, Brian. I'll tell you one thing, guys. First of all, you answered my question, and I appreciate it. And sure, secondly, my pleasure. nothing is like it was years ago when mm-hmm. things were stick-built. Mm-hmm. They all come now in sections. But when things years ago, like these old homes uh, from many years ago, 60, 70 and longer, they were stick-built much better. Today, things come in sections or prefabs or partially assembled, and uh, it's just not the quality from the old days. Nope, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things, too, like, Brian, I had uh, Steve on last month. So Steve's been doing these segments with me where he's going to be on with me once a month because his topic is just so relevant to everything that's going on. But we were talking about um, um, cold air coming in. Remember we were talking about that, Steve? Exactly. And one of the things, and, and he was telling us different ways to prevent it, and I'm wondering is if your friends had noticed, and maybe that's a good sign for other people, if you notice that there are certain areas where you feel that the house is a little cooler than the others, then when we're having these very low temperatures, maybe it does mean you have to take down some of the walls and re-insulate pipes if pipes are going there. I have a section in my house where it's, I want to call it like a doghouse section, like in the front of my house it sort yes. of bumps out. And then there's a closet where we keep our, I, I don't keep coats in there because my coats are more cold inside the closet than they just are. Just an unheated outside wall. Yeah. Exactly. Then it's an enclosed space. Which and we don't have to worry about it because there's no pipes running through it, but certainly if I knew pipes were running through there, I would have taken care of that a long time ago. Right. Yeah. You've got a good plumber in the family, too. <laughs> yeah. Good. I know a plumber. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, it was good listening to you, and I appreciate your information, and I'll continue to listen. Great. Thanks for calling in, Brian. Thanks, right. Brian. Have a great weekend. All right, you too, man. All right, thanks. So that was Brian from Duxbury, and again, <coughs> I think that a lot of people are probably going through that. Um, I know Mark has had several calls with people's, you know, pipes freezing and things like that. So um, you know where there's another one where we see a lot is in the garage. Yes, the because uh, a lot of people, like, 
in particular, like my home, I have a two-car under, so mm -hmm. I always try to keep you know the garage doors closed as much as possible. And I go by a lot of houses that raise ranches and things of that nature. The doors are wide open for mm -hmm. eight hours in the bedrooms or the kitchen areas, which especially if you have forced hot water in the home, mm -hmm. that's all cooling down. So you want to try to keep those garage doors shut as you know much mm -hmm. as possible, especially <laughs> if it's connected you know to the home or there's living areas above. Yeah, I know. Like one of the um, our what we call them our client liaisons in our um, agent liaisons that the, they man the front desk and manage the office for us. Uh, she had a new addition put on, and I think this was her first year with it, and she was in the office talking, and she's like, yeah, I can't believe, like, my master bathroom, like, something in there froze. So I was talking to Mark. I go, why would that freeze so quickly like that? It was at the beginning of the year, and he goes, well, I drove by, and she had her garage door open. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I said, Mark said to keep your garage door down. So we have another caller. You want to take this one? Hey, good morning, James. Good morning. How can hey, we help I, you? I was just listening to ADT. Um, I'm taking a break. I'm doing my own ice dams. <laughs> I got a comment. I went on Amazon.com and I bought everything. Oh, excellent. Perfect. Was I, it a whole kit? Everything. I even bought this back, um, a backpack, back spray, four <laughs> gallons, and organic spray. Wow. That's I'm, awesome. And I'm like making like little channels like every three, every three inches. And I just keep on spraying, and it's getting into the gutters. My gutters are clear. Now I'm just on the roof, just chipping away on the ice. Excellent, excellent. Hey, so you're going to reduce all, that yeah, problem. Amazon has everything you need. First, be careful up there if you could do me a favor. But do you have somebody at home that could take a video? I'd love to put you on my website. <laughs> I'll ask my wife. Yeah, that would be awesome. Have your wife take some video of you, and then we'll put it as part of our post of you're doing exactly Excellent. what Steve is telling you to do, and I'll put you up on my website so we can see James from Bridgewater removing ice dams. <laughs> All right. All right. And my email is Sharon at BostonConnect.com. All right. Have a good day. You too, James. Bye-bye. Be careful up there. My goodness. Yeah, thanks. My goodness, these people, they make me yeah. nervous. Yeah, I did see one uh, person the other day. They were uh, taking care of the ice dams with actually steam. They were uh, actually steaming the roof and melting channels with uh, I know, saw the hot a company. water. So, yes. I saw a company. Again, the phone number here for calling in is 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. I have Stephen Cook from Imperial Inspection Services. We're talking about ice dams, removal, and frozen pipes, and roofs, and all that good stuff. There's a company that came in from, I want to say like Montana. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Are they, yeah. are they cold there? They're very cold. Yes. Okay, yeah. And that's exactly what they have. They have these machines that are steam, and they're like $5,000 a piece right. and they were coming here to help people um, we're going to take breaks because I want to definitely get your commercials in and I one of the things that's really concerning is you know it's good that James from Bridgewater can get up there and do it himself but there's yes. a lot of seniors that are being taken advantage of right well, now I've, I've seen some of the four or five thousand dollar bills where it should have been something that you know at the extreme was eight nine hundred dollars and then we beware yeah and we have these other guys that are out there saying they'll do it for 200 and I say be careful of that too because they're probably not insured so if they fall off your roof there's a claim yeah. so for example that one in uh, North Attleboro there it was four hundred dollars for about eight and nine guys there, and they just destroyed the place and, yeah. uh, in 45 minutes. And it was an older woman that owned the house, mm. and I just, oh, I felt so bad for her. And oh, I'm my like, goodness. Huh. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, um, again, that phone number, take down the number, 781-837-4900. We have Ryan Ham manning the phones, and we're going to be right back. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? 
What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. Sullivan, Garrity & Donnelly Insurance is a full-service insurance agency offering a wide range of financial and insurance services. At SG&D, we have access to the strongest and most respected insurance and financial markets available to meet our personal and commercial insurance needs. Since 1922, we take pride in our commitment to providing unparalleled service at competitive prices. With more than eight decades of experience and our ability to meet the complex insurance needs of today, we create the best solutions for our customers personally and professionally. We have convenient offices throughout Massachusetts, including Cohasset, Chatham, and Worcester. Please visit our website at sgdins.com or call 1-800-287-8501. Sullivan, Garrity, and Donnelly Insurance is a proud member of the Assure Alliance Group. Imperial Inspection Services, complete home inspection services, radon testing, featuring on-site results with electronic testing, lead paint inspection, Title V inspection, pest inspection, including FHA and VA. Call seven days a week, 1-800-440-1141, or visit them on the web at imperialinspectionservices.com. With 28 years experience in two convenient locations, Braintree and Cape Cod, except credit cards for all services rendered. Imperial Inspection Services, 1-800-440-1141. 1-800-440-1141. more talk real estate absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. I'm going to just rush this along. You're listening to Sharon. The phone number here is 781-837-4900. And we have Stephen Cook here from Imperial Inspection Services. We're talking about ice dams, snow, all that good stuff. Uh, please call us with your questions. Uh, this is your opportunity because I know everybody's going to be taking care of this stuff this weekend. Absolutely. And they better, right? 100%, yes. All right. So we have a couple callers. You want to go? And Larry, uh, you're next on the air. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hey, Larry, you recognize the voice. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, how's it going? Going well. What's up? <laughs> oh, hey, I just ran into something interesting this weekend that uh, I thought maybe you could shed some light on. Sure. Um, had the gas company come out because I had a, uh, smelled some gas in my garage, mm -hmm. and they came out and dug out the meter, and they said that uh, you, you should make sure that your gas meter isn't buried because there's a, a vent on there that if it becomes clogged, it can shut off the gas into your house. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, a lot of times when you see all that ice building up on it, uh, but your best bet is not to, you know, you want to do preventative rather than once the ice is there or the snow. Uh, I have seen... Uh, 
you know, people get out there and start chipping away at their gas meter, oh, especially geez. if they have, uh, you know, the PEX or the plastic line and uh, they have damaged it and they've gotten a hissing noise and then they really have a problem. Yeah, because, yeah. okay, tell Larry the joke that you said to me, because we were just talking about this, Larry, actually. Mark actually just sent me some photos. Mark had to go to a place this week where the roof collapsed on, like, a lumber yard somewhere on the South Shore. And he took pictures from inside the house, inside this I'm thing. looking at him right he's now. Looking, it looks like the middle of an yeah, apocalypse here. Exactly. <laughs> so he's inside this building with a collapsed roof. I'm like, first of all, not so bright. But he was in there to shut off the gas. So tell the joke that you said, that hissing noise. Oh, the hissing noise. You know, <laughs> once things break, you know, you don't want to have that gas coming out because uh, then you really have a problem. But yeah. you know, as I say, with the ice on the meters, I have seen people, you know, they go out there and they start chipping away at it. And uh, best thing to do is, if you have that concern, you know, call a gas company, let them handle it. It's I, not a snake is what he it said. It is not a snake. You got it. <laughs> hey, and, the, and the other thing I wanted to mention, too, to people is uh, a lot of people, of course, I'm, I'm living in a senior housing over here, so uh, a lot of people are panicking about their roof being covered with snow mm. and paying people to have it shoveled off and I can tell you some of the things I've seen out my window here, you know, using uh, hatchets and uh, hammers to break up ice dams. Uh, I mean, you know, get the word out to people. This is not the way to do it. Right, and especially uh, where you live, Larry, Larry, it's uh, perfect, you know, for snow rakes over there to, you know, keep up with things, you know, as the snow comes down. Once you see a good six inches up there, uh, you know, try to keep it, you know, pulled back, you know, as far as you can reach with the rakes because I know they're all uh, single story over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Larry, the other good thing too, I mean, you were talking about the gas meters and I think that that's, that's really important because that's actually one I didn't know about. But, you know, the other thing too, what, a, you know, when people have um, the little damper vents on the side. Right, the exhaust and the intake for oh, their yeah. uh, heating yeah. systems, some of the newer direct vent systems, some of them, you know, within uh, 24 inches of the ground and especially if you have a snow drift, you know, and they have mm-hmm. a little sign above them now that say keep this area clear is, you know, after a snowstorm, just take a walk around the house and make sure you don't have any buildup on your dry events, especially if you have a gas dryer mm-hmm. that can cause uh, backup of fumes in the home, and then the other is on your heating system and hot water tank, you'd want to keep, you know, the snow, you know, brought back away from that, because that heats up the actual uh, snow, it melts it, and it will start to form ice right up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's- it's interesting, and, uh, you know, what you're saying is, is absolutely right, and, and also, I, I noticed the houses that have skylights, the worst ice dams because the right, and those are the ice dams you don't see because they build up on the top portion of the skylight, and you don't see them until it's really too late. Yeah, you see these holes in the in the roof. You know, when you're looking at the snow, it looks like there's holes in the snow. Yes, and it's actually over the uh, uh, over the skylights where the snow has melted, and then it's gone down to the eaves and built up a huge ice dam. So. You know, these skylights, especially some of the older ones, are uh, not as well insulated, perhaps, as they should be. Right. A lot of people put the skylights in, and they don't, you know, put the appropriate, you know, appropriate amount of insulation around them, especially if you have the uh, cathedral ceilings, and that heat just makes a, you know, beeline for that and mm-hmm. really creates problems. I've yeah. never really seen a good skylight. I, I, over time, I mean, they... No, but it's not if it's just when they leak, you yeah. know, it just... It's just one of those things. I just, I, I'd just rather not even have them. Right. But if you stay with some of the better ones, you know, Velux, you know, some of the higher-end ones, you yeah. get what you pay for, and, yeah. you know, Velux ones, I've, yeah, you know, as long as they're properly installed, I uh, haven't seen many problems with them. Yeah. As long as you close them, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what were you just saying, Larry? I'm sorry. I, I just said that the ones, the skylights that don't open mm. are the ones that don't leak. Oh, right. Yeah. That's a good point. It tends to be the ones that open and close that you get the leaks around. 
Yeah. But anyway, uh, thanks, guys, for yeah. making the trek in there today at minus 7 degrees here. It was this morning. Oh, my so. goodness. Yeah. It's a little warmer here now, so we're, we're preparing for all this melting. But um, we have another caller coming on. But if we ever, those right. were just listening, that was Larry Hunt, and he is from Boston Connect Real Estate. He's Take one care, of Larry. our finest. All right. Stay warm, guys. Yeah, you got it. Thanks. And Larry's actually going to be uh, taking my spot for me um, March 14th. I'm going to be doing a workshop at my office. It's a little bit different than the one that we were planning originally, so it's just a, sh- a shorter one. It's just three hours. It's navigating the buying and selling process. Um, so so I have 15 spots available for that. We're doing just a small thing. It's going to be myself, a loan officer, and an attorney because we didn't think that a full-day thing that people were really right. ready for that. We're going to be doing that soon, and Steve will be there. Uh, so this is just three. Um, we're going to be doing it from 10 to 12. And, again, it's navigating the home buying and home selling process at the same time, and that's going to be right at my office at Boston Connect Real Estate. So Larry's going to be filling in for me here at the studio that morning. I'll be there. If you want to sign up for that, just send me an email to Sharon at bostonconnect.com or you can just simply call me on my cell phone 781-294-4848 I'll remind you of that again as we leave so I only have 15 spots for that Roberta hello we have Roberta one of them is this Uh, I have a ranch house I have had the snow removed from the roof by a qualified roofer earlier this week and but I have ice dams I have many ice dams and what I want to know is what what can be done about the ice dams now? I'm not a person who's going to do the nylon sock and the calcium and the whole thing and get up there. I need someone to help me with this. And what is the thing I should be looking to try to get done relative to the ice dams now? Yeah, right now, if the ice dams are occurring inside the house, there's not too much you can do at this stage. You just kind of they're outside. They're they're on a, they're the typical looking ice dam on your gutter. Oh, they're not. It's not leaking into the home at this point. I'm sorry? It's not leaking into the home at this point? There is one section in which it is leaking into the house, and I was advised by the roofer not to fool around with the, with the icicles and so forth or the ice dams that you could damage the gutter. Absolutely. He's 100% correct. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, preventative next time or next season is, our, uh, is going to be your best bet. You know, right now you just kind of have to, you know, unless you want to get up there with calcium chloride and try to melt some of the stuff safely up there. It uh, sounds like a great idea, but I seriously know I won't do that. Right. But, but however, and I, and I appreciate, appreciate that advice, um, but I was also advised that next year one of the things I should do is have a, a heat strip. Yes. What do you think about heat strips? Those are excellent. And uh, the only thing you have to remember with the heat strips, once they're installed, is you want to turn them on before the anticipated storm. You don't want to mm. turn them on after the snow is on your roof because that's going to you know, create ice dams. Ah, so you have to be anticipatory with that. Okay, one other question. Sure. Hmm. I have a, um, a gas-fired fireplace. And so um, I'm just hearing you talk about the... Um, Skylights, which I have four of, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also I have a cathedral-like ceiling. So what I'm worried about um, with the, using the fireplace, which I love to use, am I creating some heat up in the roof where that is exhausting? Is it not a good thing to do to use the fireplace because of heat on the roof that will get to the roof? Nope, shouldn't cause any problems because uh, that's going to have its own venting system either it through does. the side of the house or through the chimney of the home, and it'll be completely separate. You know, from those two areas. 
as, lo- as long as the vent on the outside isn't low to the ground and that it has, doesn't have any uh, ice or uh, snow build up on it. The, wait a minute, the vent on the ground. What vent on the ground? I only know about a vent on the roof. Sure. If yours, it's not, it, now, when you turn on your fireplace, does it vent through the roof or the side wall of the house? I thought the roof. Okay, then you shouldn't have a concern with that. Uh, the sidewall ones on some of the new heating systems and hot water tanks today, they vent through a PVC pipe, uh, usually you know a foot or so off the ground. What, what does what does this what does this vent on the side of the house look like? What would that look like? How would I know? Uh, if you were to look where your fireplace is uh, positioned inside the home, and if you were yeah. to go outside around the back area of that, that would be able to tell you whether it's uh, going up through the roof. Work. My fireplace is right in the middle of the room. Up, oh, then you have no worries. Yeah, yeah. so that's, okay. that's going, going right out through a chimney. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's really great. Um, I have one more question on losing it. Um, oh, 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 relative to uh, what you just mentioned concerning the um, skylights. Um, these seem to have been put in very well, and the roofer was very aware of those and very careful of those. Um, I I don't think I have any ice dams up there, and I think he would have mentioned it. Um, so do you, do you think it's likely I don't? You probably do not, because you'd notice it on the inside of the house with a stain or so. So chances are you had a great roofer. He you know did everything that needed to be done, and sounds like more because you're not having any concerns. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. This is a very informative and timely program. I appreciate it. Oh, well, Great. thank you for listening, Roberta. And Have good a good luck, morning. Good luck with the rain. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank but, you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. So, again, I think that Roberta is, she did the, and it it sounds like she isn't capable of doing it herself. Right. Right? Okay. So it really sounds like she did the right thing. Like, she had a professional come in, and 100%. that warms my heart. Yep. Because it's, so many people are out there taking advantage of seniors right. and people who are by themselves. So. Yeah, plus they're trying to see what will work. And, uh, you know, when you have the professional comes in, they know what doesn't work. And they yeah. know what has to be done in order to correct, you know, that situation or to lessen yeah. the uh, concerns. I'm really happy for Roberta, too. Like, it looks like he gave her some good advice about the gutters and stuff, yes. right? So good. I'm glad. All right, Roberta, that is, uh, thank you so much for calling. And um, I'm glad that everything is working. I do have uh, Mary's on the phone, but we're going to take Ed from Randolph before Mary. So, Mary, if you could just hold on, that would be perfect. Um, so we have Ed from Randolph. Yeah, good morning, Ed. Hey, good morning. What can we do Thanks for you? For taking my call. Sure. Uh, great show today, and um, really do appreciate it. Um, we have, we're, we, we're in a, uh, a colonial, so it's it's almost impossible to get mm-hmm. as much of the snow off the roof as we can, but uh, we definitely have the ice dams. The water is now coming into the house. So my my question is the two, a twofold question. Um, there's no water coming in on the upper level. Everything's coming in on the lower level. Sure. The main level is that is that mainly because it's coming down probably through the side. You know, it's only in the back of the house. So we have it spreading from room to room. Every other, you know, yesterday was one room, this morning was a new room. Um, is that mainly because the um, it's coming down, the siding just running across, uh, across the walls? Yeah, a lot of times what happens when it uh, originates up, you know, up on the top portion of the roof, it will travel inside the walls, and then once it hits the between the first and the second floor, the wood frame in there, sometimes it will stop the water and then it will kind of direct it into your ceiling. So it will follow some of the strapping and the sheetrock into the home. Okay. So if you, you have the lines coming across the ceilings and water yeah, coming out through the top it, of your it's windows. It's coming across ceilings, and now it's heading to us. It's looking for its way out, so it's now dripping into the air-conditioning vents. 
Yep, that's down. yep. You have like the worst case scenario for uh, the ice dams, and sometimes right above the windows. If you look above the windows, you'll see water coming in through those too, because that's okay. an area that's warm, and the um, actual ice or the water as it comes down, path of le- uh, least resistance right there. Yeah, one of the things last week, Ed, I don't know if you got an opportunity to, to listen to my show last no, week. And, I did, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. But I had an, um, an insurance person on with me, and we were talking about the ice dams, and they suggest that you call them right away so right. they know. But you certainly want to start taking things off the walls and everything. Okay. Um, next week's show, if you get an opportunity to listen, because I want you to listen to that, I'm going to have an environmental specialist on with me. And what we're going to okay. be talking about is, and Steve will get into this a little more detailed, but we're going to be things you really have to be concerned about now that you have that water in the walls. And Steve wanted to explain That'd to him That'd be mold what. and mildew, and, you know, it depends how wet that insulation has gotten in there. Right. and I'm sure it's wet. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes if it stays wet and doesn't get a chance to dry out, uh, you know, in the springtime, that's going to make an attraction, you know, for uh, insects. Okay. What? Can I ask one other question? This Absolutely. Is directly to what Sharon, I, I, would, I would guess, but in reference to what you just mentioned in insurance, mm-hmm. do you know, um, it, does it make sense? Because my my guess is this is not going to be this isn't going to stop. It's going to continue throughout mm-hmm. at least throughout the whole back of the house. So if we call the insurance company and say Monday, does does that claim just affect what I have right now, or will that claim stay open um, as you know as this warms up and we get more and more water? So yeah, is that's it better good... to call now, or is it better? I'd call now and, you know, seek their advice, and it Mm -hmm. all depends on your individual policies, and sometimes uh, it all depends, too, whether it's a named disaster or named storm on... matters what coverage you have, What type of coverage that you have, whether or not uh, it's going to increase your premium or does not, and... and I would definitely call your agent because, I mean, your agent is, that's your advocate, you know what I mean? So it isn't right, like they're right. going to call if you have commerce or travelers after the fact. I mean, they're not going to call them right away and say, hey, listen, 123 Main Street in Randolph has an issue. They're going to they're gonna tell you and they're going to advise you the best way to approach this. But at least you let them know, hey, I just want to let you know there's already an issue. You will be responsible, though, to, like, take away, like, personal items away yeah, from Furniture that. and stuff like exactly. that, you know, Which TVs. Yeah. And I have, and I did call our agent and they did, and they basically said that, you know, it, it even if you call now, they're not going to be coming out, you know, for a while. So mm-hmm. watch to see what happens. And then it, it, it's talking, they don't care if you call, you know, a month yeah. from now or now. They, you know, the damage is already there. They know right. what's coming in. That's when everybody yeah, else is going to be calling, sense. too. <laughs> so you're going to be ahead of the list. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, exactly. So, exactly. And, then, and then biggest other concern is when everything melts from the ground, because unless it be a flood insurance, is that's not going to be covered. Because water, yeah, groundwater is not covered by most home insurance policies. We did discuss that last week. Steve, what can can Ed do now? Can he do anything to alleviate this? Not too much, you know, especially you have the colonial that's up there high until you get someone in professionally to help, uh, you know, reduce the amount of ice damming, I don't think you're going to be able to eliminate it, you know, until you would get a good spring thaw, you know, oh altogether. Goodness. And by the yeah. time it all melts, I mean, it's the damage inside could be really potentially more. Exactly. It sounds like some repairs are going to need, you know, is going to yeah, need Yeah, we're already it. looking. Right. And we tried to get somebody in, and they said at this point, I mean, to get somebody up that high, it's too dangerous to get them up there. And, right. And, it's, and to get the steam, people in with the steamers that you had mentioned right. is... 
Yeah, how much do you spend, you know, you know, for something that may be, in, you know, yeah. taking care of insurance? Or like Roberta was mentioning, uh, one of the previous callers is the heater strips up on the top. Right. And the mm-hmm. other is looking your attic. You know, is the insulation pushed way out? Is it pushed back? And that way you can do some preventative uh, for next it's season for next to help uh, reduce and, the and chances. You, you brought up something very important, and I'm glad you did. I mean, a lot of the people that are up there that are hacking away at the roofs, <laughs> That's not going to be covered by insurance Mm-mm. because they've done damage to the roof. So, you know, and plus the chances of them falling and getting hurt, it's just not worth it. Yeah, and, now, exactly. and those people were trying to sell their house. I mean, that's the oh other thing. I mean, you know, from a real estate agent's perspective, I'm looking at this like, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I would, that's, I'm feeling the same way. Well, you, you guys, thank you so much. And You're welcome. So Good luck. We, I was able to catch you as, as I was driving, and I appreciate the, uh, the advice. Thank you. Yeah, Have a good weekend, Ed. Have a good one. And, you Ed, too. definitely, uh-huh. be. He, I want him to be careful with that mold and everything next yes. year. But, you know, if it's really sopping wet and it's coming through the ceilings and everything, I mean, at what point do you just cut that piece of – I mean, do you cut it down? I yeah, mean, minimally, they're going to have to cut that out if the water's coming through. And then before you do the repairs, you can take a look up there and see what's going on with the structure, if there's any damage. or. I would think that he would need to get somebody out there now, though, because I'm just thinking, you know, what about if it gets into, the, like, you know, if you have recessed lights and right. now you're getting into electrical and light fixtures and yeah. stuff? I think that, like, this could be a serious problem. It could be. And then if you do get the professional there to look at it, you may say, hey, you may want to turn off the circuit breaker to this, you know, certain area of the house till the water diminishes. And yeah. that way you don't have any shorts or anything of yeah. that nature. So, Ed, I hope you're still listening and you heard that part of it because I think that that's a really important next step for you is right. to make sure that this isn't going, you know, it's traveling through your walls. I mean, you want to make sure electrical outlets and I'm just picturing it right next to a slider. That's usually where the light switches for right. the, over the dining room table or right. whatever. So take care of that. Uh, maybe he can follow up with us next week and let us know how we made out. 781-837-4900. Mary, I'm sorry if you want to call back. Why don't you call back because no one's waiting now. 781-837-4900. If you have any uh, calls um, or cu- questions for Steve, again, I have Steve Cook from Imperial Inspection Services, and we are discussing ice dams and damage uh, that it's doing to us here on the South Shore. And I just have some concerns with all this mold and everything and I feel terrible for everybody um, we should take a, a break real quick sure. all right so Ryan if you can multitask we'll take a break um, well he looks like we have another caller so maybe we'll take the caller first and sure. then do our absolutely break? all right we'll take the caller first sorry Ryan I got Ryan back there just bopping all over the place Brian from Norton Good morning Brian hi how are you, how you guys doing doing today? well I do have a question for you, Steve. Uh, sure. I just bought a house six months ago, and, and the builder uh, was built in uh, 96 around there. The builder put the furnace, the hot air furnace, up in the attic. There's one in the basement, but there's also one in the attic. Sure. Um, so I, I I used to be in the trade, and so I know kind of know how you need to keep the, uh, the, the attic ventilated, and you want to keep it around the same air temperature as the outside air temperature. Yeah, as close as you can get it, and uh, the least amount of problems are going to occur if you you know do achieve that. Right, and so you you can see what my problem is with the furnace being up there and the exhaust pipe being up there. It's probably right now, if I went up, it would be about 50, 50 to 55 degrees up there, and there's hardly any snow on my roof, and I've, I've gone around a circle in my house for the last two weeks chopping off the ice. Uh, my my question is more in the preventive area. When, when the ice forms a dam, it covered up the drip edge, the vented drip edge, so now all I have is the ridge cap. Of course, you know that's not uh, that's not adequate. So I was looking into a, an attic fan to either suck the hot air out or pull cold air in. Um, 
So I guess my question is two. I have two questions. One is, is that feasible? Do I have to worry about combustion rates or anything like that on the furnace that's up there? And do they actually make something? I see like on a thermostat, but it's normally rigged the thermostat to come on when it's 100 degrees. It's normally for an air conditioner type thing, not more for the winter. Uh, do you know anything like that? Right. Uh, there's a couple. One uh, on the fan that you were talking about. You can buy one that will sense the temperature and or the humidity up there and turn on and off as need be. But uh, getting back to the drip edge uh, vent that you have, you may just want to put soffit vents in instead of relying on the drip edge, and that will be below the overhang of the house. And yeah. pull, make sure you pull back the insulation from the gutter area up in the attic, and that those will never become blocked, and you'll be able to get that little vortex going there so all the hot air is just naturally uh, drawn out through that ridge vent on the top. Right, and uh, you know, there are, like I said, there's a couple of soffit vents, and they, they did put baffles in, uh, so the baffles mm-hmm. are in, anyways, to to create the air uh, gap behind the raft. Is what little insulation is between the raft. It's not too much. Right. Another question I have is is the actual duct work from the, that that uh, vents out the, the furnace. I think that's throwing out the majority of the heat, not just the uh, the, the ducts themselves, but the that furnace. I mean, the duct there is. Is there something I can wrap around that? Uh, without worrying, because that gets, like, red hot. Yeah, I, I would leave it be, uh, because a lot of times, depending on the uh, manufacturer, if it's too hot or too cold, sometimes it doesn't create an adequate draft, and sometimes you can build up uh, condensation, which will come back into the system. So before you go doing anything of that sort, you may just want to check with a plumber on that individual system to make sure what you're doing isn't going to, uh, you know, prevent the system from working the way it should. Yeah, yeah, I would call the manufacturer of right. the of it. Uh, I'm sorry. I would call the manufacturer because they do yeah. all that heat loss prevention type. Right? Is that exactly. yeah? They yep. need all that. Yeah, it's incredible the amount of heat that this thing's thrown off in the whole neighborhood. There's 19 houses in the neighborhood. Right. Every one of us has the same problem, and uh, you know, it's, I, I know that's what it's from is that stupid furnace being up there. Right. And a lot of times, if you are having the ice dams, you know, maybe on that back side of the roof there, maybe put those heater strips up on the top there. So yeah. when that excess of heat from the system, if it can't be insulated or you know heat reduced, you know reduced, uh, at least you'll have a, a medium for it to melt out there with those right. uh, heaters. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's nothing to worry about as far as uh, affecting the. Uh, the burn rate of the uh, furnace if I put one of those fans up there, either to blow in or, I mean, what would you suggest? I wouldn't do anything unless, yeah, I wouldn't do anything. I'd leave it just naturally, you know, what's going on up on the top at this point because it doesn't sound like you're having any ice dams or any concerns up there other than just the heat and the uh, snow going off your roof at this point. Oh, no, I I got the ice ice dams. dams. Oh, you do have the ice dams up there. I'm house with my 32-foot ladder chopping it all off. Right. Yeah, I'd probably, rather than trying to introduce that much uh, circulation up there, is maybe do some reduction uh, next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, with those okay. heater cables, those seem All to right. be key. Yeah, and it seems like it, if it's a problem with, you know, that was, you know, everybody has it on your on your street, I definitely would call the manufacturer of the company and just say, hey, this is this is the issue and the concern that we have, just so you guys are prepared for next year. I mean, good grief, I'm hoping we don't have snow for the next five years, but at least you'll be prepared if we do. Right. You know what? I don't see, I mean, the amount of snow we've had, is, of course, is anomaly. But with the heat in the attic the way it is, I would assume that every year it's the same thing. The, the neighbors have told me it's unusual for, for them to all get ice dams. But I can't see, uh, you know, as hot as it is in that attic, I can't see it not happening on a year-to-year basis. Maybe mm-hmm. it all doesn't leak in, but we're still getting ice up, up there. So. Right. 
Is this but your first you year getting it? I'll, I'll call the manufacturer, and I was thinking about calling the architect also, and maybe he can come up with something to... Something like that. Brian, can you do me a favor? Can you call back next week? Um, I, w- I will, yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. If you could just call back next week so we have some answers, and I'll make sure that we get this on our blog so we can just, you know, let other people know about it. That would be great. Okay, sure. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Brian. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Brian. That doorbell just gives me a minute just to talk about real estate for a second here. Um, I will be doing some open houses. I know that uh, Debbie Gentili, I always say her name wrong. It's like Gentile, Gentili. I was, I don't know. But anyways, um, she is an agent at Boston Connect Real Estate. You think I would remember how to say her last name. I always say it wrong. Um, she's going to be in Weymouth over at Cherry Lane. She's doing an open house. You can see the open house on bostonconnect.com. I myself am going to be over an equestrian way in Pembroke. That's off of Oldham Street. I'm going to be there tomorrow from 11 to 1. It is new construction, four-bedroom colonial. It is on the market for $629.9. It's gorgeous. I got to sort of do some of the design work here, so it's very farm-like style. So I'm excited about that. So if you want to come visit me tomorrow, again, I'll be there uh, from 11 to 1. You can see that on the website as well at bostonconnect.com. If you want to find all the open houses on the South Shore, you can go to southshoreopenhouses.com. If you can't get in this weekend because you're going to be taking care of business at your house, please feel free to uh, call me and I would be more than happy. My uh, client specialist and I would be more than happy to send uh, bring you to any of those homes that you see online. One last thing uh, to get out of the way is uh, March 14th from 10 to 12, uh, myself and Mary um, are going to be having a uh, navigating the home buying and selling process at my office. The only 15 seats for this. It's going to be very small and intimate along with Andrew Monticone and Brad Mahoney. So call me on that 781-826-7300 Steve Cook what a show how can people get in touch with you uh, they can reach us either by web or by the phone and our uh, email ad- our uh, web address is imperialinspectionservices.com and uh, Shirley will be on the phones this weekend and she can be reached at 1-800-440-1141 again 1-800-440-1141 alright and I'm Sharon McNamara BostonConnect.com have a great weekend everybody bye bye